Welcome to the Family Mission Podcast. We are so glad you're joining the conversation today. So glad to have this time with you here with my son, Samuel. Hello, everyone. And uh, we just want guten you tag. to be a, a guten tag. That's Hopefully good. I'm saying that right. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> okay. We better Ola. stop there. We'll run out of languages. Hola. Konnichiwa. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear him here today, but... Uh, it's a very blustery day here. Oh yeah, at Mariah Ranch where we're doing some recording. The and wind is blowing. The these wind chimes. chimes are like going ham out they're, there. They're they're about it. And so it's uh, no doubt we're in a very blustery, windy day. Absolutely. And uh, you know what? That's okay. Let the winds blow. Let the rain come. But a house that's built on the rock shall stand. That's right. <laughs> so shall stand. You can turn everything into a message if you want to. <laughs> That's the benefit of being in a preacher's home. You can preach everything. A, everything you can preach, preach about the wind. We see that trash can over there. Yeah, yeah. You know what that is? That's that's where you used to be. That's it's like you, exactly. you see. There's those funny memes where it's like the cadence of speech when someone gets into preach mode. It's uh-huh. like you know when I used to be there, but now I tell you the Lord, and it's like there's this whole like Shit. rise and fall, rise and fall, and earth shattering. You know, it's just it's so funny to hear, and yeah. then all the like the one liners. It's funny how people, you know, we just pick up. We've talked about this before. We learn what we live. Yeah, some year around certain church. I guess you call them church elements or just ways of doing church. Uh-huh. You know, they rub off on you. Oh, yeah. There's, you know? <laughs> there's verbiage. There's uh, unique uh, things that we can learn from. We can poke fun at. We can, you know, anyway. <laughs> we can it's just, poke it. But here, about being in a preacher's home, here's another thing is that <laughs> sometimes we'll be driving down the road and something will happen or or something will be said. It'll be kind of a, a good thing. And, and Dan will go, that'll preach. <laughs> That's so funny. That'll preach. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, as we're getting started here today, we want to pick up in our conversation again today what we talked about in the previous one, and that is the importance of Thanksgiving. Now, if you didn't hear that podcast, you can find it. I think we we titled it The Squeaky Wheel. And uh, so if you want to locate that one and listen to it, uh, this this podcast, of course, is going to stand alone. It, you don't have to have heard that before, but it may help. I just think it's such an important topic that I told Sam, I think we need to do a couple podcasts on it because it's just... It's it's where we're doing life. It's it's where things rise or fall day by day, uh, moment by moment. Sometimes, do we live from a thankful place? Do we live from a grateful place? Because our perspective, how we see things, how we see people, you know, a marriage starts to lose its honor when it loses its thankfulness. Yeah, you know, I was so thankful <clears throat> to have found the perfect woman to spend the rest of my life with. I was so thankful to have someone to share my faith, share my values, share my vision, and her likewise, to have found a husband who shared her faith, shared her passions, shared her vision. And so then we came together, and now we're blessed with two amazing sons. And together we can share life. You know, but when you start to lose thankfulness, then you can begin to gripe and complain and and fault find and nitpick. And it can happen to any marriage. It can happen to any home. And so we just want to talk more about how to protect our hearts, protect our homes. And I want to, a scripture I want to start with here today, Sam, is in Galatians 5. Okay, let me get there. Galatians 5, verses 13 to 15. 
And we're going to be highlighting some of our discussion out of the the message paraphrase. The message is a paraphrase, but it, it really brings out, I believe, the spirit of this passage. And so I want to highlight something in it. And Sam and I have had a lot of conversation about this, and we want you to be a part of that conversation. And so in Galatians 5, it says in Do verse you know, 13. I don't want to like break this up too much, but you know, do you know how Moses brews tea? How does Moses? Oh, he brews. He brews it. <laughs> how does he make tea? He brews it. I just passed Hebrews on my way to Galatians, oh, and I thought, and you hey, thought of a joke. That's how good. does Moses brew tea? He brews. He brews. How does he make tea? Probably a better way to say it. Joke, yeah. Otherwise, I give away the punchline. Yeah. How does he make tea? He brews. It's all in the delivery, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. I just think that's good. So Galatians. I saw a chapter church one time that had. Uh, their little coffee shop in their church said Hebrews. <laughs> you know, some people might H-E, think that's sacrilegious. You know, yeah, some people think it's sacrilegious, and and we're just not going to sort that right now. But <laughs> that's anyway, not for me to decide. Y'all deal with that. Like, hey, What's I was just, your conscience say? I was just visiting. I wasn't the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my, that's my, not my uh, cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> or one of the fav- favorite oh, lines man. in our home is, not my monkey, not my circus. Not my monkey. Oh, dude. If, <laughs> if we you, could put that yeah. on a shirt, not my monkey. Not my circus. There were some things are just they're not my deal. It's, I just don't need to have an opinion. It's just not. I don't need an opinion. It's not my situation. Whatever you do, that's your thing, man. And, and believe me, we're not like diverted from our topic because that's where a lot of griping and complaining Complain. happens. Is when we have an opinion that we shouldn't have. about something that we have no authority in. That's so true. You know, and I heard it said this way: an opinion is the thoughts of someone who has no authority. There because you if you have authority, you have a decision. You don't right. need an opinion. You have a decision. You have a choice. That's you have right. a choice. But if you have an opinion, you don't have a choice. You're just throwing your little opinion opinion in there. You're just opining. You're just opining. Yeah, whatever the <laughs> verb. What do you opinion? Oh, I learned that from Bill O'Reilly. He's opining. Says, Would you care if you care to opine? <laughs> you may email me. And I thought, wow, that's a that's new, a deep word. Man, I I really broadened my um, vocabulary. vocabulary with that one. So if you wish to opine. <laughs> That's the verb form of having an opinion. You can but leave a comment on this podcast. Let us know. Get the word if out. you care to opine. If you care to opine, no. But anyway. again, that's where that's the breeding ground <laughs> for a lot of criticism. And again, there's a healthy way to criticize. There's a healthy way to bring to disagree. About there's yeah. he, there's a healthy way to resolve conflict. Because again, when God looked out at the at the chaotic darkness in Genesis one, <clears throat> pardon me. When he looked out the chaotic darkness, he did not say, "Man, this is this is horrible." He didn't Man, this, leave this stinks. You know, I, I I'm not happy about this. Well, he obviously wasn't because he brought change. He he reformed. He recreated. He he spoke life. He spoke light. And like you highlighted, Sam, love spoke into the situation. Yeah. And so when we're talking about how do we handle conflict, how do we handle disagreements, how do we complain or criticize in a healthy way where we have relationship? And that's the key, where you actually have relationship, have authority to have the conversation. But let's use as our platform here today, Galatians 5, verse 13. You know, the freedom that we have in Christ, that's the gospel. And that's what's being highlighted here by the uh, the writer, Paul, to the church in Galatia. He says in the message, this is a message paraphrase, it's absolutely clear 
absolutely clear. It's absolutely clear. We need clear. a hype man. <laughs> you know, like you ever see those rappers? He uh-huh. said, I said. <laughs> like over in the back. We are in a different hey. place today. <laughs> he said, absolutely. I think the problem is he just had some lunch, and so he's, his tummy's full, the blood's in his stomach, um, yeah, it's exactly. not in his head. It's he's, not there. Just, we, need, we need a Holy Ghost hype man. Every every church service needs one of those. A the B, pastor's you preaching. You need a B3 organ and a Holy Ghost hype man. <laughs> It's absolutely clear. Absolutely. God has called you to a free life. Called you to a free life. (laughs) Just make sure that you don't use this freedom. Don't use it. As an excuse to do whatever you want to do. Not what you want to do. <laughs> and destroy your freedom. Wow. And destroy your okay, freedom. Okay, so what do we see here? That's we absolutely see, so we good, We see though. selfishness is going to break mm. down freedom. It's not going to... In other words, complaining is not my way out. Complaining yeah. is not my way through. That's true. He says, rather, use your freedom. Freedom to, you know, freedom to say what you want. Freedom to choose what you want. Freedom to think what you want. Because, see, God doesn't have robots. He gave us a free will that's good he gave us like a little slice of sovereignty you know obviously that has a boundary to it but we do have a free will god never violates our will to choose our will to think our will to speak our will to do whatever we want but here the issue is being brought out use that freedom to choose to think to speak to do use that freedom to serve one another in love serve the purpose of love because that's how Freedom grows. And isn't that what we want in our marriage? Yeah. We want freedom to grow. What do we want in our home and our, for our children, our grandchildren? We want freedom to grow. For everything we know about God's word is summed up in a single sentence love others as you love yourself. That is an act of true freedom. But if you bite and ravage one another, watch out. In no time at all, you'll be annihilating each other. And then where will your precious freedom be then. I think that's absolutely the truth. And, you know, currently, as we've talked about before, so much of culture is already in that place Mm -hmm. of using freedom to ravage one another. I mean, look at the whole dynamic that, I mean, I don't have to mention, I mean, you got COVID, Uh okay? Just be real. I mean, I'm not just, I don't want to break into it, but you got Mm pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine. You got all about every city, anything that you could divide a person over. Mm-hmm. Do you wear a mask? Do you not wear a mask? All right. That's just those things. Then you have the whole race war that's yep. been raging for just over. Well, what's your skin tone? What do you think? How do mm-hmm. you talk? Are you from the South? Are you from the North? Are you from yep. the East Coast? Are you, you from the West Coast? culture wars, the rich and the poor. Are you richer? Yeah. Are you, how has, much money have do you nots. have? Do you have the new Gucci? Do you have mm-hmm. the, you know, what, what music do you listen to? Well, you listen to this. Well, that's not good music. You should, I mean, mm-hmm. any little thing that you could split people over. Yeah. The enemy is trying to play it. Yeah. He's trying to split homes. He's mm-hmm. trying to split marriages. He's trying to pit kids against their parents. Oh, your parents are from a generation they don't understand. Right. Oh, those darn millennials, they're so young, they don't get it. <laughs> I mean, whatever he can, can do, do. Mm-hmm. to play that situation, he's trying to play it. He's trying to get people to use their freedom for themselves. Yeah. The Bible says, be weary of the schemes, mm-hmm. the wiles of the enemy. Not his power, his schemes. Yes, in other words, he's yes. trickery. He's, he's crafty. He's going to try to play someone's words, make it sound just a little wrong. Yep, you know, yep. if someone might have said something, they didn't mean it. You know, it's like a text message. 
<laughs> oh boy. That's a great example. You can zing a text message over and completely miss what was being said. <laughs> completely miss. Like, you know, you could say, um, like, man, there was someone did a skit on it once and it was like two friends texting and one of them just, they were saying the same words. One of them was saying upbeat. Oh yeah, man, let's go over there. And the other one's like, let's go over there. <laughs> what do you mean? Let's go over there. And the other guy's like, well, what do you mean? If it's whatever you want to do, what I want to do. And it's yeah. like, they're going back and forth uh-huh. and they're texting. So they can't hear right. the inflection of the voice. So there's, there's, it's like that. Yeah. The enemy's always trying to find a little breakdown of offense. Mm-hmm. If he can get you offended with someone, you're not going to hear clearly. Yeah. It'll be muffled like a text message. You know, yeah. you won't hear the tone of voice. You won't hear the opinion. Ungratefulness yeah. causes you to hear things wrong. from such a wrong place because you don't appreciate just what the person says, yeah. just who they are. Yeah. That's already been beaten down. There's already a prejudgment or prejudice. Mm-hmm. If you're not thankful for a person's life, there's really a prejudice for them being worse than you already built up. Yeah. There's an ego, yeah. a prejudice of ego that's already in your heart that thankfulness dissolves. Being grateful mm-hmm. dissolves those things. And just realizing, man, you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself, but if you bite and devour... Whereas if I choose to, you know, in this dog-eat-dog world, if you want to say it that way, yeah. to try to just beat someone down or get to the top, then it's it's going to just, it will implode. You know, it's, you know, you see so many movies or TV shows with the idea, you know, someone's getting wronged and mm-hmm. and you see them and they're, they're ready to fight. I mean, they're yeah. like fighting. They're That's like wrong. getting the armory ready to go. They're getting the band, you know, the gang all together and we're going to go prove it to the system. And there's one person who's typically an older person. They're like, that that won't solve your problems. <laughs> In other words, you beating that person or getting revenge, yeah. it's not going to solve your problem. It's only going to make it worse. Yeah. My but, favorite analogy is you might be able to whip a skunk, yeah. but you might not want to. But you might not want to. <laughs> and how many know that unthankfulness, it'll, it'll eat you alive. Yeah. I mean, it'll just grow and grow and grow. That stink's going to get on you. Yeah. You know, Um, go to 1 Corinthians 10 real quick. Let's let's see further why complaining is not the way out and see how the Lord sees complaining. So we just looked at Galatians 5, 13 to 15 in the message. Now let's look at 1 Corinthians 10. This is where God is. Around verse 10. Yeah, around verse 10. And we're going to kind of read up to it because I think the context starting in verse 6 really shows why complaining is not the answer. You can't complain your way out of trouble. Um, 1 Corinthians 10, 6 says, Now these things, talking about the things that happened to the generation of Israel that didn't enter into the promise of God. They didn't enter into what God had prepared for them. Because, you know, God has some things prepared for us. And if they didn't enter in to what God had prepared, then how he speaks to it right here is going to warn us as to how we don't enter in to the things God's prepared for our family, our marriage, our children, and so forth. So these things happen as our examples to the intent that we would not lust after evil things as they also lusted. And do not become idolaters as some of them were, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and to drink, and they rose up to play. Nor let us commit sexual immorality. Now, we're hitting some of the biggies, right? These are the, you know, if you go to the Ten Commandments, boy, he's like, like, top tier. This is top tier. You got lust, you got idolatry, you got sexual immorality. I mean, and not to to make light of them, but look at this list. It's not finished. Don't commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. That's a lot of people. Man. Nor let us tempt Christ 
as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. I think this is good. Nor complain mm. as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. I think that's interesting. That whole section, we must not put Christ to the test. Yes. You know, I think that's, that is so, yeah. that t- those, those two things are connected. Well, Mor- see, Job grumble. tried that. He tried to put God to the test. That's true. And then this he had like fair, a... This ain't fair. I mean, a, I mean... Then the Lord, you know, drops, where were you when I formed, you know, the deep? Where were you whenever <laughs> the Leviathan was... And you're just like... Yeah, and then finally Job woke up and says, once I have spoken and twice I will not. He said, I'm going to cover my mouth. He said, I have, I, have, I have spoken way beyond my pay grade and I just am not going to try to sort God anymore. And it wasn't that God was trying to slam him, but he was just saying, you're, you're speaking beyond what you understand. And That's here's so the thing. It was rooted in a complaint. It was rooted in a complaint. And, and a gripe that he felt. And, of course, he, he repented. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, sometimes and God people, restored him. Hundred, yeah. His wives or his, his daughters were the most beautiful, it says, yes. in all the like. In all the land. He ended up with twice as much wealth, twice as much cattle. And some people only quote the book of Job when things are going to hell in a handbasket in their life. Yeah. And they'll say, I guess I'm just like poor old Job. Well, repent. Get restored. <laughs> and be get set way back. back. I mean, exactly. get way back better. I mean, finish the story. I mean, Job. Yeah. Job didn't just have, he had, most Bible scholars believe that whole event was like 11 months. So Job had a bad year. Okay. (laughs) Don't make a bad year a bad life. Exactly. But but what will complaining do? It'll make a bad year a bad life. It'll make any situation amplify. Yeah. It'll, it's like throwing, you know, tender on the fire. Yeah. I mean, you're going to light it up. You're throwing gas on it. You're Mm -hmm. throwing anything that you can. You start complaining, grumbling. Yep. You know, and it was that grumbling that was what produced anger in Moses, mm-hmm. which then Moses responded to. Again, he has his own yep. decision, but he responds to this. I mean, it says daily. He's sitting there listening to them complain, yeah. complain, complain, yep. complain. He gets miffed yeah. and he smacks the rock because <laughs> exactly. he's mad. He's mad. And then he does, and then he loses out. Yeah. And see, that's how infectious complaining yes. is. If that doesn't show you an example of how infectious it is, that that ungrateful, Anger, complaining, bitterness, offense—that stuff is vile, and it is it is contagious if you do not watch it. And on the flip side, we can also spread and be contagious to spread our faith, to spread our gratitude, to spread our appreciation, and just like these negative things can begin to multiply, so can the positive, so can life. You know, I love a scripture in Philemon. And I don't have it in front of me. I can quote it. I'm just going to quote it to you. It's Philemon in verse six, and it's in a, it's in a, another paraphrase. It's called the Lawbach translation, the Lawbach translation Law-Bach. of Philemon six, and it says, "I pray that everyone who meets you would catch your faith and learn how wonderful it is to live in Christ Jesus." Now, isn't that beautiful? In other words, our faith is contagious. It's contagious. Our, our faith, our gratitude, our thankfulness, just like biting, ravaging, complaining, and bitterness is is contagious, so is thankfulness. Think how much more the holy things of God are contagious. Yes. Now you think about yes. this, that's the kingdom of darkness's way. Yeah. How much greater is the life and the light Hello. that eradicates darkness, yeah. that sets captives free? How much more powerful would a word of thanksgiving mm-hmm. change the situation over a complaint? And 
and a heart of thanksgiving that creates an atmosphere because, you know, you've heard it said this probably too. Some things are taught. Other things must be caught. In other words, you got to be around certain things to catch them. You can't just sit in a class and listen to a lecture, hear some words, and get it all. you got to experience. That's why the disciples walked with Jesus. Yes, they heard his teaching, but they caught his attitude. Oh, they say caught that. his focus. They, they caught, caught. They caught his heart. They caught his heart. Exactly. That's so, and that's so vital. You know, you can be around. I mean, that is absolutely the truth. You can be around certain understanding. You can read. You know, it's difference between like reading a book mm-hmm. and then like sitting and talking to someone. Yeah. Like some people are such good authors though that they'll write, and you're like, wow, you can catch. It's like you're sitting there. But most people, I mean, you you have to be with them. Mm-hmm. And there's something spiritually because we are spirit. Yep. We were made in the image of the Father, who is the Spirit. Spirit. So it's important to understand. He said, seeking those worship in spirit and in truth. So we got to be spirit to worship anyway. So just <laughs> laying that out there foundation-wise. But we are spirit. Yeah. And whenever you're around someone, there's something that spiritually can take place. Yeah. There's an atmosphere. There's a, um, some people use the word vibe. There's a, a feeling. There's a connection yeah. that only can happen if you're there. You can't catch it on technology the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, there might be a degree of things, but you, it's if you're in the same space within six foot. That's the key. The same yeah. space, same area. You know, here's an example. Say a husband and wife are having a... A tiff, or let's say parents and kids. You know, there's a there's a big blow up about whatever. That's not the point. But there's a big blow up, whether it's between a spouse and a spouse, or between parent and child. And then the doorbell rings. Ding dong. Oh, buddy. Okay, everybody puts on their happy face <laughs> and they like, open throw the door, that in the closet <laughs> and they say hello. <laughs> and that person walks in. Maybe they didn't hear what was going on, but they can feel it. Oh, say that. Yeah, there's can, tension there's in the air. Tension in the air. What is that? Spiritual. That's spirit. That's because right. see, there was something happening. Those words, those angry words, Things those, were being those revengeful words, those disappointed words, those words of rejection, frustration, those words, the Bible says in Proverbs 18, 31, death and life is in the power of the tongue. So words contain, words are containers. Yeah. And so when words are being shared and the place that they're shared from, whether they contain life, which would have gratitude, thankfulness, value, or they contain death, which they're bitter, they're hurt, they're angry, they're frustrated. Those containers are very real, and they put something in the room. They put something in the space. You're you're throwing something out there. Yes. That's absolutely the truth. (laughs) And I got a scripture that lines up perfectly with that. That's so good how scripture lines up with what Mm -hmm. Holy Ghost is saying. Anyway, says this, James chapter 3, and pardon me, I might have to sneeze in a minute, you guys. So if that happens, you'll just have to, I'll try to mute my mic. Here we are live. Here we are live. Hold on. Coming at you. There we go. Real life. We (laughs) sneeze. You sneeze. Everyone sneezes. Everybody sneezes. Okay. James chapter three says this in verse eight, but no man can tame the tongue. It's unruly, evil, full of deadly poison. Well, what's it? Well, he's like hitting the tongue, right? He's talking about how powerful it is. It says this verse nine, with it, we bless the Lord and father and with it, we curse men who are made in Whoa. the image of God or made in his image. 
Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brothers, this is not to be. This ought not to be. Does a spring both have sweet and bitter water? Can a fig tree both bear olives and figs? So no spring can yield both salt water and fresh water. If there's thankfulness in your heart, it's going to come out your mouth. Exactly. What you allow into your heart. It'll season your words. It'll season your words. You know, it's like a pipe. You've always talked to me about this, you know. Whenever we would do, um, especially when I first started doing any sort of public speaking and ministering, you always told me this, and there was multiple ministers I've heard talk about it from different um, points of view, but you said this, you know, everything comes through the pipe. You think about your, you know, your heart being like a pipe. Um, You put some water, the pure water of the word, it's it's undefiled, it's pure. It's pure. But you throw that in a pipe that's got a bunch of corrosion on the inside Mm -hmm. of it. It's got a bunch of bitterness, offense maybe, lust, anger, Mm -hmm. murder, whatever in the pipe. It's going to rub in the water. Yeah. The water's not defiled. But man, it runs through the pipe. It runs through the pipe. It might get some gunk on it. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same thing. You know, whenever we speak, sometimes those things in our heart that might even be in a completely different region of our life. It might be... And when when people respond... They're responding not just to our words, but what's flavoring on it. Yeah, words. what's the flavor on it? Do they feel like you say, you know, we've said, you know, people might not remember what you say, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you make someone feel, if there's a tinge of revenge in your voice, some mm-hmm. passive aggressiveness, yeah. oh, you can feel that a mile away. It doesn't take two <laughs> brain cells to figure that out. <laughs> you know, you can just like, it's there. But it's because he says this, even with it, we bless God and curse men who are made in his image. Why would we curse something that was made in the image of love? Mm-hmm. If men and children and women are all made in the image yeah. of God, yeah, why would we curse them? Why would we d- talk down to them, mm-hmm. treat them to, you know, you little, bah. like, yeah. whoa, yeah. Where, where's that coming from? Because that's not coming from God, because mm-hmm. he, he's not up there going, those little ants. Yeah. Like, no, that's not his attitude. It is he gave his all. That mm-hmm. thankfulness, he's thankful for who we are. Yeah. And if you, if we just come to that realization, yeah. And that realization is by realization, I mean revelation. Well, Holy here, Spirit reveals that. He does. And here's something before we get too far into the conversation, let's also let's provide a remedy. Absolutely. You know, obviously we've made it pretty clear it's not good to complain. It's not good to have a, a heart that's bitter towards people. It's, it's not, you know, we should touch people with our words right and not wrong and from the right place, not the 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 place of, of ungratefulness and unthankfulness. And so you say, okay, so what do I do if that's been the pattern in my home or that's how things go at work or that's how things are in our family? Um, you know, how do I change that? I just heard the Holy Spirit just whisper to me, have them pray for them. Yeah. Now, here's here's something you can do immediately. That's you and so I, good. we can all do this immediately. If we're dealing with these issues in our life and we're wanting to change the tone of a relationship, whether it's a marriage, whether it's between parent and child, whether it's a dynamic at work, we can go ahead because when we pray, we're in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's where all our words are being released, whether it's in conversation and prayer is nothing more than conversation. And again, if we if we really do have a quote complaint, if we really do have a legitimate gripe, yeah, if you have relationship, you can go to the person, you can talk to them with the right Just tone, reconcile. with the right place. But yeah. first have a conversation with God. I think that's the first place we can go with our words 
is have a com- no, no, but again, don't just have a gripe session with God. You don't just sit there like the man praying with himself. Yeah, and Luke. you know, he's sitting there. He's like, Lord, thank you. You didn't make me like them. That little guy over there, <laughs> that you know, sinner. that's tax collector, scum of the earth over there. Thank you that I'm doing good. And you, I tithe off of this, and I I've, tithe off I've of that. Kept, you know, I'm at church every time the doors are open. Open, and yet he walks away. And Jesus said, and Jesus said, only one of these men walked away. And the sinner says he couldn't even raise his head up yeah. to the heavens and ask the Lord, Lord, forgive me. He I'm, said, Lord, have mercy. Have on mercy me. on me. A sinner. A sinner. I've, I've lived my life wrong. But Jesus said that Pharisee wasn't even praying to God. See, Jesus said he's prayed thus with himself. Self. In other words, so God's not involved in that conversation. So, so when I say talk to the Lord, I'm not saying go gripe to the Lord. That's the whole point of today's uh, podcast is that you Don't know griping is not your way out. Griping, complaining is not your way through for any of us. And so have a conversation with the Lord and begin letting Holy Spirit reveal the value of that person. You know, especially if you're a married uh, couple, you know, begin remembering, be intentional about it. Begin to remember what brought you two together in the first place. Remember, remember the early days of of being with your wife or being with your husband. And if you got saved sometime during your marriage, especially go back to that point when you first got saved and you began walking with the Lord, you began yeah. going to church, your life got a new start, a fresh start. Go back to those pure moments. Go back to those innocent moments. Go back to those moments that were celebrated and were honored and revered. Remember those and start praying from that place again, because no one goes into marriage intending to get divorced. No one goes into marriage intending to just get hurt, frustrated, jaded, and abused. No one goes into marriage with those anticipations. Even though we sit in the altar and we say for better or for worse, nobody ever expects the worst to come. And when the worst comes, they start complaining. Yeah. And, and so, and then the cycle just continues. So what we're talking about, and I really felt the Holy Spirit nudged me with that advice and that counsel, I would say, is that one of the ways we can begin turning that situation around where we don't, we're not that complaining spouse, we're not that griping spouse, we're not that, begin praying. Begin praying from a place of gratitude and thankfulness and begin to pray for that person, not from a place of just how they're hurting me, making life difficult for me, but really try to connect with God with that person's value. Well, and you, you pray, you know, along the lines of even too, because this is something that we have, I mean, even implemented into our own lives. Mm-hmm. This is something that I have done personally as well, because, you know, you can't be mad at someone who you care about. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like deep, de- deep, yeah, deep down. Yeah, yeah. There might be a behavior or situation where you're like, that was dumb, but you're not like, you don't have an, like a, such an angst against them. Yeah. It, it helps to eliminate that. And if you're praying, Lord, I mean, start praying that the Lord would bless them, mm-hmm. that He would take care of them, that He would keep them safe. You yeah. know, Lord, thank you that you 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 love them. Thank you that you you know you you want them healthy. You want their your family taken yeah. care of. You want their family together. You know, those. I mean, even if it's a struggle at first, then mm-hmm. it might be where I mean, there might be some. I mean, it might be like really hard just to get the words out. Like, you know, Lord, I don't know if I'm, yeah. but just pray it out and say, Hey, Lord. Thank you for just, just take care of them. You know, it might just be as simple as Lord, just take care of them, Yeah, you know, and just let it grow because out of that place, Lord, thank you that they're alive today, that they're healthy, Mm -hmm. you know, just very simple things that will 
whole a Thanksgiving for where you can see them as the Lord sees them. Well, I remember a time. I'll give you this testimony as we as we work towards the close here. Um, I know my wife and I early in our marriage we had some pretty good run ins, and we were trying to fix each other. Basically, was the issue. <laughs> I was trying. You know, when things started going in a direction we didn't want it to go. I thought she was the problem. She thought I was the problem. So I started trying to fix her. She started trying to fix me. And that just made matters worse. And nothing got fixed. (laughs) And so there came a time, and I remember this particular weekend very vividly, um, I I started my prayer session basically complaining to the Lord, you know, because I I was sure I was right about the issue. And and the (laughs) Lord had to interrupt my prayer and said, Mark, if you're seeking to be right, you're not seeking the truth. And I'm like, what? The truth is right. Why is that different? You know, and and anyway, long story short, three times he came back to me and said, Mark, when you're seeking to be right, you're not seeking the truth. And I said, well, okay, I guess I'm not getting your point here. What do you mean? He said, when you're seeking the truth, you're seeking me being right. And at the same time, I'm having this conversation with the Lord. My wife, who had, you know, we'd kind of left each other's presence. She was in another room and uh, she was praying. And the Lord started talking to her about putting me in the Lord's hands and to quit putting me there and taking me back, putting me there, taking me back. And so the Lord's dealing with her in a specific way. The Lord's dealing with me in a specific way. So we both get touched. Our hearts get touched. And that brought about one of the most miraculous, powerful transformations in our marriage to that really set in motion the tools we would need going forward for decades of marriage now. Um, and I say that only 27 years, but that was early on in our marriage, first couple of years. But so for 20 more years, we took those tools, how the Lord taught me, don't try to be right, seek God being right. And the Lord taught her about when you put somebody in the Lord's hands, don't take them back. Leave them there. Let the Lord deal with their heart. So when we're talking about praying for the person, we're saying put them in the Lord's hands. If it's a spouse, if it's a child, if it's your boss, if it's a coworker, if it's your neighbor who just won't mow his yard, whatever the, <laughs> the right case, time, you know, six a.m. on a Saturday know. morning, <laughs> whatever the thing is, uh, you know, whatever the situation is, won't hush their dogs up, you know, on and on it goes. Pray for the person because many times people are doing things because they're hurt, they're wounded, they're broken. Absolutely. And so we ultimately want God to bring healing, not only to our situation and how the relationship's affected, but ultimately for their sake to be healed and, and right with the Lord. And so I really think Holy Spirit brought out a real powerful bit of counsel for us there that if we just pray for people, put them in the Lord's hand. And it's not about seeking to be right. It's about seeking God be or right. just seeking to fix them. Exactly, I think that's absolutely the truth. You know, if I'm if I'm praying from a complaint, trying to fix them, it's self justification. Yeah, you know, Lord, if you fix them, as if I didn't do anything wrong, as yeah. if I'm absolutely perfection. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. there might have been something that I didn't quote unquote do wrong according to something, but it's my heart. It's yeah. that it's that ego. You've got to we've got to let that die. We've got to let that be. Whenever I approach the Lord. I don't approach in self righteousness. Yeah. Because he, he resists the proud. I don't want to approach. Exactly. I don't want to approach the throne of mercy, the seat of mercy justified. Yeah. As if I'm some sort of, you know, as if I never sinned. It says you crucify Christ. If we say that we never sinned mm. in First John, yeah. it talks about we re crucify the Lord of glory. Yeah. In other words, we allow things and through self righteousness, 
through that ungratefulness mm-hmm. that, you know, um, but if I'm thankful, it means I understand what God's given me. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I first received his love, mm-hmm. I freely will give it. Yeah. I've received his mercy. I'll give his mercy. And it's important we understand and really receive in our own heart. This is what I feel in my spirit and along those lines too. You know, when I pray for other people, you know, sometimes it's hard to pray for people for something that we haven't received ourselves. Exactly. You know, That's good. You know, to, to pray for someone to receive thanksgiving or forgiveness whenever I personally feel like God hasn't really forgiven me and he's mm-hmm. still just waiting, you know, if I mess up this next time, he's he's just going to bop me. Yeah. You know, I'm going to get zapped. You know, if that's what's in my heart, it's going to be very difficult mm-hmm. for me to pray mercy for someone else. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's important we really allow, even in our own heart, first and foremost, Lord, Search the anxious cares in my own heart. Search mm-hmm. out my heart, what I'm thinking, the things that I've maybe allowed in. And Lord, I need to see and I want to know your true mercy and your true love towards me yeah. so that I can then pray and display that same thanksgiving, that tenderness, that mercy, mm-hmm. that strength, that boldness that you have towards them as well. Yeah. And so it's important that we receive it into our own heart. Mm-hmm. You know, And if, if that's something that you've struggled with, I want you to know it's it's a very simple solution. Yeah. You know, it's not something that is strived for, it's something that's received. Yeah. It's it's putting your trust in Christ. In Christ that you know what? Lord, of all the <laughs> things in the world, I know that you you are in a good mood. I heard our was it Pastor Patrick? Is mm-hmm. that who said it? Yeah. Man, I'll never forget the way he said they said the Lord loves you and he's in a good mood towards you. That's right. He's in a good mood towards you. He's in you. a good mood towards you. And if you guys have never heard that before in the sense God is in a good mood towards you. It says in the heavens. Yeah. It says he sits on the throne and he laughs. <laughs> it says in his presence is the fullness of joy. That's right. In his presence is the most holy perfection as yeah. well. So he's happy. He's yeah. he's in a good mood. He's got it. He's won the war. Mm-hmm. He's defeated death in Hades. Yeah. He has returned his body to himself through the blood of his cross. Yeah. So there is joy. <laughs> there is a lot good of news. joy. He's happy. He's in a good mood towards you. And he has a way mm-hmm. for you to live your life yeah. happy and full of joy. And, and, and it's simply believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth that Jesus That's is right. Lord, that what he did really matters, appealing to the Father through baptism for a mm-hmm. clean heart, clear mm-hmm. conscience, as it says in First Peter. You go down, That's you right. come out washed anew, new conscience, Hallelujah. clean heart, pure heart, and allowing those things to stay undefiled from the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, And that place of thanksgiving really helps to defend that. Amen. Amen. So we want to thank you for being a part and practice what we're preaching. We want to be thankful. We want to be thankful to you and for you. We want to hear from you. Um, Before we sign off here today, we're going to pray uh, specifically for you just to kind of seal these things that uh, have been a part of the conversation. We trust it's encouraged your faith, maybe challenged or stretched your faith a little bit. But ultimately, we want there to be healing that flows to you today. But we want to remind you, we want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Please email us at spellmanministries at gmail.com. Spellman, S-P-E-L-L-M-A-N, ministries, plural, at gmail.com. Um, we want to hear from you. And let us know what God's doing in your That's heart. Right. Give us your testimony. Let us know your questions, things that you want to hear talked about here on Family Mission. That's right. But again, we're so thankful for you. We want to pray for you today before we do our final sign-off because we really believe the Holy Spirit stirred the the pot, so to speak, and stirred up some things that we all need to be refreshed on because it's 
so easy Absolutely. to slip into a griping, complaining, fault-finding, nitpicking. It, man, all you got to do is wake up and do nothing, and you'll end up <laughs> griping. I mean, just don't do anything, <laughs> and your flesh will have a gripe. Your flesh will have a complaint. Oh, here's with the how weather someone, front again. My oh, back hurts. Man, my legs the hurt. weather, the traffic, the clouds. I mean, just do nothing. So what we're saying is don't do nothing. Do something. Be thankful. Just express your faith. And so let's just let's just pray together here in these final moments. Father, thank you for the time together we have with our friends on this podcast. Thankful for each and every one of them, where they're at in their walk, their journey, their walk of faith. And God, I just thank you that a, a conversation has been provoked today, not just on a podcast, but with you, that they'll take this conversation further and they'll get alone with you and they'll talk yes. with you and allow you to speak into their situation, into their marriage, into their, their relationships at home and their job. God, that you would be a part of their conversation their conversation would deepen with you and that their conversation would be much more meaningful and fruitful with you. Their prayer life would become so amazing. God, thank you for our conversation today with our listeners in Jesus name. Amen. 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 It's, it's, and it's so powerful because Jesus made it so simple. It's available to everyone. It's not something you gotta, nothing you strive for. It's something you do, mm-hmm. but it's nothing you just have to work for with grind the Grind it out. Yeah, you don't grind it out. It's the flow of grace, the flow of mercy, the flow of love mm-hmm. is strong in its movement, but it's easy. That's his yoke right. is easy. His burden is light. Amen. As we follow him. So, you know, we encourage you as, you know, as we followed the Lord in these ways, we hope that you would, you know, pick up on some of the, hopefully some of the wisdom and things that, you know, yeah. God has shown us throughout these things and to help you guys that's what we that's what we really want that's right we just want to freely we've received freely we want to give we just want to who am i to be stingy with something that god's you know change my life it can change someone else's exactly (laughs) i I love that you know that revelation that the word says you know come into this world with nothing that's right and i'm leaving with nothing you know the only thing i'm leaving with is the the heart the attitude Mm -hmm. that i have how i've treated other people Mm-hmm. And eternity. I mean, that's that's what matters. And hopefully, we bring some souls. And with hopefully, us. we bring some. That's exactly right. That's right. Preach the kingdom of heaven. Also, I want to mention this real quick before we leave our website as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you can email us at spellmanministries at gmail dot com, but also check out our website spellmanministries dot org. And all these things typically you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Those are in the um, description of the podcast. You can always click on those links and find those there. Um, if you want to stay in touch, if you want to support the podcast in any way, our website has a way that you can do that. Leave a review, mm-hmm. comment on these things. The podcast, it gets it out there. Rate the podcast. It gets more people checking it out. So I think that's about all the wonderful PR mm-hmm. part of this that I want to make sure we got out there to give you guys who want to hear that the opportunity to know that's how right. to do it. And how you can share it. So you can share it. we always love to leave you with the blessing. So may so the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. peace.